What's up, what's up, what's up? You are now tuned into What's the Word podcast. I am your host, Just Jazz, and I have three main goals to encourage you to grow godly character, to equip you to live effectively in today's society, and to open you to salvation through Jesus Christ. So ditch what you heard and let's discover what's the word. Today's episode is titled How to Get Away with Murder because sometimes that's the plan from the start. Not to fix any oppressive systems, but to simply continue as normal. I'm sure you like to think the best of the people who we've elected in higher positions or that are taxpaying dollars support, but the cruel reality is that some teachers, priests, doctors, lawyers, judges, and policemen are simply trying to get away with murder. In some cases, it's secretly embedded in the job that they chose, the people they interact with, and the policies that they accept. How much is too much? When will it stop? I heard someone on social media say, if God is real, he'd give us a sign. I'm here today to be that sign for you. If your heart feels empty and you don't know if God is really hearing you, I am here today to say he hears you. Now open your eyes. So some wins for this week is you guys, I tried to stay away from social media. I really did try. So a big shout out to you. If you took the challenge, you pray and you stayed away from social media. I actually uninstall all of the apps off of my phone before I press record because that is this week's goals, period. And just because I had a win, I do have a struggle for this week. A struggle was how they calculate my listens. Now, if you listen to this episode twice in a 24-hour period, I will only get one listen. And while that shouldn't matter, it kind of like stumbled me because I was like, oh my gosh, 34 listens in a week. But I had to remember when I first started this thing, I told God, even if you give me one person to listen to me, I'll keep going. So I have to keep going. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm taking that 34 listens and I'm going to double it. That's, That's my goal. So I appreciate you. I don't know who you are, but I pray for you. And I'm so glad that you are letting God use you to answer my prayer. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, this will be a perfect time to catch up. But here, let me set the scene anyway. Esther is a Jew and she's queen of Persia. Only she hasn't really disclosed to anyone yet that she is of Jewish descent. Mordecai is her cousin and he also raised her and he just found himself in the middle of some not so petty beef. The king's second in command, Haman, is a proud and arrogant fella who not only wants all the cake, but to eat it too. He is the type of guy who you give an inch and he'll take a mile. The type of guy who is never satisfied. After strategically being invited to an exclusive royal dinner, Haman still isn't satisfied when he continues to see Mordecai at the gate who refuses to bow before any man but God. Haman becomes a madman, putting together irreversible plans. Because his hatred for a group of people was so strong, he invested his time in creating a plan on how to get away with murder. If you want to read in scripture about Haman's life, his story can be found in no other than, (laughs) that's right, the book of Esther. This is way too easy, you guys. Today, I want to remind you not to let hatred and its resulting bitterness build in your heart. With everything that's going on today, I promise you, I could not have planned for a more perfect, better fitting content calendar than I have. And me just being a teacher, I like to say mistakes are proof that you are trying. So we're going to look at some of the mistakes that Haman made in his life and and gain some lessons of life from it. One of the biggest mistakes that Haman made was that he was blinded by his arrogance and self-importance. He thought that he was self-made. He made himself and he really didn't need the help of others. And I find myself believing that sometimes that I can do things by myself. And the reality is that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he 
gives me people and resources to help me. So no one is really self-made. And if you have this ideology about yourself, then I seriously challenge you to reconstruct it. Some lessons we can learn from his life is that an insatiable thirst for power and prestige is self-destruction. One cruel reality is that we cannot change a person's mind when it's made up. Haman didn't even know the real reason he didn't like Jews. The real reason he didn't like Jews was because of some bad decisions made by his forefathers. The Jews were actually being really nice to him considering that God had told them to take his people out completely before possessing their promised land. But go off, Haman. We hear you. Another lesson we can learn from his life is that hatred, pride, and self-importance will be punished. Again, hatred, pride, and self-importance will be punished. We are nothing without God in his favor. Trust me, even if it wasn't you praying, there was someone praying for you to be exactly where you are. The last thing we can learn from his life is that God has an amazing record for turning things around for the underdog. That's just how he rose. I always root for the underdog. I don't know. It's just It just makes for a better story. Haman was filled with so much rage. I'm talking about from a kid, he was a racist and he didn't even know because it was just a way of life. Sometimes our way of life is racist and we didn't even know. And I'm tired of hearing that people of color can't be racist. We can. And it starts when we don't acknowledge the bitterness that's in us. When Haman came into the king's office with this heinous request, the king should have shut him down right where he was. He should have asked questions. He should have asked, who are these people? What have they done to you? And why don't you like them so much? But Haman was filled with so much rage and racial hate from the beginning that he probably could not have even answered those questions. And so it's probably a good thing that he wasn't asked. But let me tell you here. There are a lot of people in your life that are getting over on you. You letting them get away with murder because you're not asking the right questions. You're not present enough. And so they can simply tell you anything because you're passive. You're going to go with the flow. You down to kill something that you didn't even know you were killing because you're so easily influenced. I need us to step away and gather our own insight. Step away and create our own norms. How many times have we heard a rapper come back and say, look, teacher, I made it. How many times have we had people in our family not want to go to the doctor because their cousin went in for gout and never came out? How many times have someone went and got stopped by the police and ended up in jail for something totally unrelated? These people in power are not trusting and they are not trustworthy and we cannot put our trust in them. We have to put our trust in God and we have to realize that there is a time and a place for us to stop being so passive and to ask questions because that is going to bring change. We cannot continue to go with the flow because someone somewhere is getting away with murder. By now, you're probably side out on yourself, still thinking about all the people in your life who have been getting away with murder because of your passiveness. The only way people in power can get away with murder so easily is because of our ignorance. Some of us don't know and many of us don't want to know. This ends today. Educate yourself so that the legacy you leave is the change you want to see now. I know that may be a lot for some of you to digest and the goal isn't to get away with murder. Our goal is to win at life. So I want to leave you with some ways that we can win at life instead of getting away with murder that's way too easy people been doing it for centuries let's try something new the first way you can win in life is to confess your bitterness as sin hebrew 12 and 15 it just sums it up to being a right relationship with god leads to right relations with others ignoring it acting like it didn't happen or making fake changes because other people are watching is not enough okay if bitterness isn't completely uprooted it will come back 
another way that we can win in life is to pay your debt. Now, I know you're probably thinking Capital One Discover American Express because they gave you a big old, big old limit. But no, Romans 13, the whole chapter. Okay, slap me in my mouth. So I want to slap you in yours. Romans 13, read it if you have a chance. But Romans 13 verse 8 says, basically, we should not allow the government to force us to disobey God. Period, Pooh. We are forever indebted to Jesus for his kind act of service that he gave on the cross. His only request is that we love our neighbors, not only the ones that look like us, not only the ones that live by us, but all of them. Christians and all good God-fearing people must obey the law of love that supersedes both the law of the religion and civil law. Let me say that again. Christians and all good God fearing people must obey the law of love that supersedes both religion and civil law. And the last way we can win at life is to let vengeance be the Lord's. I know you heard it. I know your grandma probably said it, but I'm going to say it again. Let vengeance be the Lord's. Okay. Because the way we want to fight them, it ain't going to hurt them enough. I need you to feel me. Okay. So Romans 12 verses 14 through 19 basically sums up that when we love how God loved, it's easy to forgive. And I wanted to put period, Pooh. When we love how God loves, it's easy to forgive like God forgives. Just imagine for a moment if God forgave like us. Right, right. Where would we be? I wouldn't have the guts to turn this mic on. Talk about favor. And because he has given me so much grace, it's nothing for me to want to pass it along. In closing, I would like to say, one would think that the land of the free would surely have more freedom or at least more people to justify how great it is here. But the reality is that America has become the perfect place for people to get away with murder. Via a quick five minute Google research slash brain break, I learned that there are on average 17,000 murders reported a year, 2.1 million students drop out, more than 600,000 people are in jail, but go to jail about a 10.5 million times a year inpatient hospital deaths are at about 776,000 with over 35 million people being hospitalized a year. And to put the cherry on top, there are more than a hundred million court cases filed a year, which equals a lot of forgiveness. I know that you thought I would say something different, but fact is fact. There are way too many people in positions of power that are continuing on with the systemic racism that's embedded in their job. And it is affecting the lives of those who do not have better opportunities offered to them. Someone is getting away with murder because someone isn't asking the right questions. Someone isn't taking a stand for justice. Someone isn't calling out that person who's doing wrong. Forgiveness is for self. I know we have heard it many times in many ways. And in the recent wake of things unfolding in the country, forgiveness is considered to be weak. People ain't really messing with forgiveness because in their minds, it shows that we don't have control. And bingo, we don't. Forgiveness involves both attitude and actions with enemies. It's the Christ like thing to do because forgiveness may break a cycle of retaliation and bring on a cycle of reconciliation. You never know. It may even spark change in the enemy once they realize how unbothered you are by their petty antics. And when we repay evil for evil, you guys, let me just say it clear and simple. It hurts us just as much as it hurts the enemy. Let me say it again. When we repay evil for evil, it hurts us just as much as it hurts the enemy. So if you're feeling heavy during this time, be the change. I say it every time. Be the change. Send a nice text. Unblock someone. Love on someone. Right actions lead to right feelings. 
Once again, I would like to thank you for tuning in to What's the Word Podcast. If someone was on your mind while listening, please share the link with them. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review, y'all. I need reviews. Make sure you connect with us on social media, on Instagram at underscore underscore what's the word podcast, and on Twitter at underscore underscore what's the word. If no one has told you today, I love you and I appreciate you. Now go be a blessing. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where we'll talk about how everything unfolds in the favor of those who take big risks.